0: Welcome to the Happy Homestead Podcast. I'm thankful that you found your way here. You're in the right place if you're looking for meaningful conversation that's raw, that's genuine, and that is centered around Christ. There may also be some conversations sprinkled in about coffee, chickens, day to day life that tends to be a bit messy, and also some things about the Enneagram. I hope that you can snuggle up with me with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and that we can dive in together and that this becomes a safe, relaxing place of rest for you. Thank you for joining me. My name is Elizabeth and I'm excited for this journey. Blessings. All right. so go ahead and turn in your Bible with me um, to Mark chapter 14, verse 3. Uh, chapter 14, verse 3. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the last Gals of Grace meeting that we had, um, we talked about uh, Judas a lot. We talked about how um, before time began, Jesus knew, um, the Lord knew, that Judas was going to betray him. And he still chose to wash Judas's feet amongst the disciples, and he still chose to eat with Judas um, at the last supper knowing um, knowing that Judas was going to betray him and so i i uh i didn't have planned to speak on this actually um, and I felt like the more I prayed about what to speak on, I, I felt like I couldn't escape it. And this might sound silly, but all I kept thinking was lavender. Lavender, lavender, lavender. And I told my husband last night, I was like, I know this sounds crazy. I said, but God is trying to tell me something and it's about lavender. And I said, and I just can't. I just, I'm having a hard time putting it, piecing it together while he helps me. And so... <clears throat> I want us to shift our focus um, from when Je- Jesus washed Judas's feet. We're going to backtrack a little to when Mary Magdalene um, anointed Jesus' feet with the oil in her hair. And so that's where we're at in Mark chapter 14, verse 3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper... As he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and had been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone, why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me, for ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye ye will, ye may do them good, But but me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She is come beforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you. Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a a memorial of her. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him unto them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money, and he sought how he might conveniently betray him. Okay, and so now I want us to flip over to John chapter 12 and we're going to be in uh, the very first verse and we're going to read down to verse eight Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, Not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then Jesus said, Let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye shall have with you, but me ye have not always. Uh, This is uh, King James. Okay, cool. And so, right after this account in the Bible, where Mary washes Jesus' feet with this oil, um, is where we find Jesus washing the feet um, of his disciples. And I just think that that, that to me... um, is even more beautiful than we realize because a lot of times in church and, and in different areas we we look at these two accounts like you know one and the same, mm-hmm. um, but they're completely different. Completely, even different places. <clears throat> in different places. But another thing is that I find so interesting is that Judas was present when Mary washed Jesus's feet, and Jesus told them, you know, what an act of servitude it was for Mary to do what she did. And later when he washes his, washes Judas's feet, it's almost to me, it's like, um, he was giving Judas a chance of redemption. Um, you know, because I believe, and this is just my personal opinion that when Judas was there the first time, and he witnessed it, I believe that the Lord was dealing with his heart even, you know, then. And, you know, he's like, well, he's explaining in a way we all do that, you know. Well, why don't you just take this oil and use it, sell it, use the money for other things? And, you know, he just kind of brushed it off. Well, then I think that that is even more beautiful because Jesus took it a step further. Not only did Mary wash his feet, and she humbled herself as a servant. But our Lord himself humbled himself as a servant and washed Judas's feet. And so, I want us just to think about this. So, Mary Magdalene, she, when she washed Jesus' feet, Judas was there. Okay? But there, again... All throughout the Bible, this theme seems to be repeated. In the presence of Jesus, there are always two types of people. It seems like in every story, in every parable, all throughout the Bible. There are ones who leave empty and the ones who leave full. And it's still like that today. When we're in the presence of Jesus, there are some who come, but they'll leave empty, some who'll come, and they'll leave full. And it's just like the story, for example, of the paralytic man, his friends versus the Pharisees. His friends came wanting a miracle. They left joy-filled, proclaiming the goodness of God. The Pharisees came with a critical spirit about this miracle. They left even more bitter than when they came and empty. Um, And it's also just like the disciples, right? At the Last Supper with Jesus or at the foot washing, there were some there that left full, but then there was one that left empty. So the Lord gives us numerous examples in His Word of what it means to be a disciple to Him. So Judas was self-centered. Mary was selfless. Judas was self-seeking, while Mary was humble. Judas stood far off from Jesus as Mary knelt before him. Judas was greedy, yet Mary was generous. And so I said lavender when I started, and I just couldn't get away from the thought of lavender. And everywhere I've been going lately... I've been seeing lavender, um, smelling lavender, using lavender, and it just seems like it's like all around me. And I know to some people that might sound crazy, but I feel like that's how the Lord talks to me a lot, is He'll bring something to me over and over and over. And it's, you know, I finally get to the place where I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Well, lavender um, represents purity, It represents devotion, serenity, grace, calmness, aside from the fact that it's the color purple. And the color purple represents royalty, which is fitting for a king. So, today, scholars believe that the oil that Mary used, called spikenard, or pure nard, is how it is translated into the Bible in the King James, was lavender oil. And they believe that because the Greek word for lavender is nardis, which is where they derived nard from. And so, I have something here that I want to read that was out of a devotional. So, this story is so seemingly simple but at the same time, it's so, so intricate. All the way down to the type of oil that Mary used. It was not by happenstance or coincidence that she used that oil that she used. Mm-hmm. That oil that she used was worth a lot of money. But that didn't matter It was what it represented this this oil that she had was fit for a king for to prepare him for burial and she anointed his feet with it she humbled herself and anointed his feet so Jesus was sitting in a crowded room of those whom he had created one woman recognized his worth One woman. One woman knew this truth. The others stood around and questioned and even mocked her. Mm -hmm. But she knew what she was doing. He is worth everything. A year's wages or a lifetime. He is deserving. He is worth it. He is the creator, the sustainer, and the savior. And so we need to give him our all, like Mary did at his feet. And we need to remember to look to him and to honor him. And what I think is so beautiful about that is that when Jesus turns around, and you see later in the story, he washes his disciples' feet. He was saying, you are worthy. You are worth it. You are everything to me, our creator. And so I just want us to end on this and to leave with this thought. How precious is God to you? Because you are precious to him. I I hope that you enjoyed listening to that lesson. Um, once we began our discussion after the recording ended, uh, it was actually my mother that had pointed out, um, you know, lavender, uh, the odor of lavender fills, fills whatever space that it is in. And as it says in the scripture that we read, when Mary poured the oil out onto Jesus, the odor filled the room. And my mother had said, you know, Jesus himself is like that oil. Um, he fills, you know, wherever, whatever space he goes into, he fills it. And so with that thought being applied, when Jesus washes the disciples feet after Mary anointed him and washed his feet and Jesus himself sat at the feet of his disciples um, to let them know that they were worthy, that they were worth it, that he chose them, that, that we are precious to him guys, he didn't need oil. He was and is the oil. And so that's, that is a beautiful, a beautiful representation, um, even a step further as to the, the nard or the, uh, lavender that Mary used, um, fit for a king, for a king's burial. Uh, and then, you know, taking that and applying that to when Jesus washes his disciples' feet, he didn't use the oil, <laughs> he used water and and him himself, and so that to me just just took it a step further and really just just nailed it and um and I hope that you enjoyed this lesson as well, and that it touched your heart as it touched my heart, and just always. I always look to the lord because in everything because he talks to us in some some very different ways sometimes mine was was walking by lavender and and smelling the scent of lavender and and planting lavender for my mother she had asked me to plant some plants for her and lo and behold it it was lavender and so if we look Look for the Lord. He's not hard to find. If you seek Him, you will find Him in everything. And I just really want to encourage you to to put the Lord priority in your life. For so many years, I didn't myself. I, I did not. And when I began to put the Lord first in my life and truly surrender to Him... He he has just taken my world and and flipped it upside down and for the better. I I am so thankful for the Lord and and he truly is so precious to me. And so I encourage you to do the same to to put the Lord first and to 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 prioritize him and to to make him precious to you in your life and you might find yourself like me um weeping at at the the thought and the the smell of lavender and that is just how the lord works and he is awesome and marvelous and i give all credit and praise and glory to him and i ask that if this lesson that i spoke today has touched you in any way um that you would please share that that it may be able to be spread further for his will and his kingdom and his glory. And I just thank you for tuning in with us today and I look forward to to being on this podcast um, again with you the next time. So blessings to all of you and I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. The sun is shining here. uh, The birds are chirping and so we had our lesson outside this morning. So I apologize if there was any background interference uh, noise wise but I encourage you to get out um, (laughs) and smell the lavender.